0: yo 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 welcome back to the side conversations podcast it's been so long i think it's been a whole month since i put out a show and it's me kevin deanda and i'm here with the one and the only jackson post and my best friend dude how are you i'm
1: doing great i'm
0: doing great yeah dude super sick to get you on the show i think i've been waiting on it for a a while now uh i've had a lot of good people on the show a lot of really really good friends but it's good to have like basically the hometown boy out here oh yeah yeah big time how uh DJing, you know what I'm DJing. saying? Doing your thing, DJing. killing shows. Yes. Killing shows. Make yes. sure you go check this guy out. Uh yep. super sick stuff, man. So yeah, how's a uh, tell me a little bit I guess about I mean the, I mean, the transition from I mean cuz now you're well, doing gigs,
1: man, like big, big gigs. Big time. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um I mean, I guess I could go down a little lowdown cuz like whoever's listening, I guess doesn't know my full background. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. true, true. Um you know, once was a college kid. Big time. At, baseball player yeah then, dude big time good at baseball too yeah I major mean, good d1 yeah, yeah I d1 mean, a little bit like <laughs> showed up at practice like two or three times and then bounced out but uh no i mean it's you know i've always loved music i mean i'm sure we'll hear it on the rest of this show but me and kevin really you know we gained a friendship mostly behind music yeah you know? and
0: uh about the music uh i remember because i was still making music if a lot of you guys don't know that yeah i used to make music and uh And rap and do stuff and then me and you met in a math class and and we were like Mm -hmm. we were talking and stuff and like hanging out and then you were like so like do you do anything and I was like uh I rap and you were like dude like that's so dope yeah I mean never failed from there
1: yeah I mean I always I've always been in music my dad um was in the nightlife scene um and he taught me literally how to DJ like old school wise you know on turntables and everything like that and As I grew up as a high school athlete, I kind of like dropped the little side hobbies, you know, because sports kind of consumes your life once you get into the higher ranks of it. But once I, uh, you know, kind of pushed my limits in college, I kind of like regressed and realized, you know, what really did I enjoy in life as the simple pleasures and music was always that answer for me.
0: You know, and and that's it's really cool. And I'm like seeing I remember when you found that DJ set again in your house and you were Go. like, and I remember being there with you, and you were, uh, we were right there, and you were just like, man, like DJing, I wish I would have gotten back into it. Cause he, you were always telling me, you were like, yeah, I used to do it when I was younger. Like, my dad taught me a little no. bit. And you were, uh, I just remember having that moment right there when you were like, you know, like, I do really want to pursue it. Like, I really think I can just at least get back into it. And then, like, two weeks later, you dropped your first mix, yep. and then. People were like, yeah, this is kind of dope, like, I, I, you know, and you were like, I remember you were like, it sounds kind of clean here, it sounds not kind of clean here, and then you just, but like, I kept mean, working on I it, just, dude. like, that was the best part, and now seeing you where you're at now, that's gotta be, like, super nuts, I mean, it's nuts for me to see, like, that's progression right I there. get
1: told that all the time, like, I run into people I go to high school with, and, uh, I mean, th- the craziest part for me, like, that, like, makes me happy, just, like, even in the spot I am right now, is... I took a passion and it became, um, I guess, you know, a career not, I mean, it's not granted. I'm not, you know, anywhere close to where I want to be in this career, but it, I at least, you know, I'm paying for a little bit of my school exactly. based off something yeah, I love doing. Yeah, big time.
0: And you're, you're taking
1: care of, uh, it's a game a changer when you do something you love for a living, dude. Oh it's, yeah. You know, and it, I, once that I realized that I realized, you know, <sighs> What is better than, you know, doing what you love doing in your life and uh, making yeah. money from it? and us. I mean, I've, I've seen it firsthand.
0: This is this yeah. is
1: like a testament to
0: anybody, like, yo, actually follow your dreams because, mm-hmm. man, I remember we were sitting talking in math class, yeah. you know what I'm saying, one day just talking about whatever's going to happen when we get out of here, you know, and we've all done crazy, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff. But look oh, yeah. You, I saw you, now I see you on stage with, with uh, Russ uh, Ray Schremer, yeah. Migos, all these people. And I'm like, dude, that guy is doing his thing, bro. So that's, that's a, Hustling, straight up to anybody yeah. out there. Yeah, man. For real. I mean, dude, if we could take it from a math class to the stages and you're t- you're playing for big names, anything's no. possible, man. For real. No, but I, I really do mess with that. Yeah, it's
2: no, super,
1: super It's It's been a roller coaster. And, you know, I think all in all, too, um, I always push myself and I always – don't think these opportunities are coming fast enough. Yeah. But, uh, I feel that just this past May um, was the either two or three year mark since my first official club DJ gig.
0: Yeah. And it's, and I remember, I actually like got back into DJing heavy
1: was, I mean, it's been two or three years. And just to think how fast all this has come, it's to where now I'm like, paying rent and bills <laughs> yeah. off of DJ. Now it's, it's doing something. It, that's
0: yeah. that's the process, man. You gotta trust the process. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny that we talk about school. Um one thing I saw actually I was actually I saw it last night and I really wanted to talk to you about it. Okay. Um so you've seen the side of the music industry uh to where it's political and you gotta have it to obviously have somewhat of a successful rise and um I was going through Instagram last night, and I remember seeing this guy, and you know I, he was just like somebody. It was a video. Sorry, it's my washer. <laughs> yeah, we're doing laundry right now. Uh, but uh, it was this guy, and uh, I saw him comment on a photo, and he in the comment was. Uh, I know you guys don't want to see this, and but he's like, but this is all I have right now. So he's like, I'm a 16-year-old rapper. I dropped out of high school to follow my dream. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, that sounds a little broad. Like who really does leave high school to try to pursue to be a rapper? Uh, I mean, I know some people who have done it, but I mean like, but he, so I click on the profile, right? Okay. And I'm like, let's really see. And this, it's a teenager, like no doubt. Oh. And he's like, hanging out, Definitely not in school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's dead, like what he's doing in the on Instagram, he's definitely not in school. And um I was like, maybe he's got like a music video out, you know, like or something. He must yeah. have some type of platform. I was like, okay, sweet, let's check mm-hmm. it out. And he's still all the video he he's he's not in a studio. He's not in, it's it's a pro- I mean He's not doing anything and like he's still just like rapping on a video for Instagram, you know what I'm saying. I'll put it this
1: way: what a lot of the music industry fails to understand, and I've had to learn it firsthand. And t- to be honest with you, it's because a lot of my growth has become of it. You have to have funding for yeah, everything you're you doing. You have behind, to have and, funding. And the thing is, is some people just think you know. And granted, a lot of the most creative people in the music industry and in this kind of you know art, music, whatever collective of not the normal nine-to-five group, uh, the group that kind of meshes, you know, yeah. whether it's fashion or music or whatever it may be, we all kind of, like, Yeah, you know, they feed connect. off each other. Exactly. Definitely. Um, They all think, I don't have to work for the man or the nine-to-five. I can do what I want and what I love every no. day. And I'll just become famous from it. And it, that's not how it happens. Oh, no. So oh, no. it's Very- just another case of one of these kids who sees, you know, one of these everyday people and what they don't understand is some of their favorite artists and favorite rappers, like they've done questionable stuff to get to the top or get a, get a, get a get foot funding yeah, for this. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now I've met some, some, let's see here. I think I'm up to five of like real rap hip hop, like people we know every day yeah. in music yeah, who have sat down and just because we're in a low key setting, explain to me like, yeah, I started my rap career off of credit card fraud. Yeah, and just uh, stuff, and it's just like, well, duh, and you made it look like you don't have a job, but you had thousands of dollars pumping yeah. behind you. off and not of and the and the stuff, thing is,
0: yeah. yeah, and the thing is yeah. today, as rare as it is to see a rapper who's, uh, you know, uh, really willing to explain, but uh, nowadays the rap industry has changed so much mm-hmm. that we have different style. Well, rappers, everyone's requiring and, money too. Yeah, and but here's yeah. like you see these kids. Uh, you know, they, they're straight up just teenagers with like stupid clout because mommy and daddy has funding, you know what I'm saying? Or like stuff like that. So their, their, Very style, their style comes in and it changes the game or it, it doesn't really even change the game, but people, so many more people without real talent are
1: are famous now, you know what I'm y- saying? Yes, and I'll, I'll say it's from two things. I say that the artists that are behind the whole mommy and daddy funding or yeah. it's, you know, they got popular off of being a joke on social media. Yeah. That
0: stuff's a big thing now is people being popular it's for the Jake being Paul
1: kind of thing. It's where, yeah. Oh, now I've exerted my being funny on social media or some type of platform. And now I'm going to try to base a career off of it. And now I want to be a right. rapper. Yeah. Um, at that point they're pumping all their funding from these o- other, you know, Platforms of a job, and they're pumping that into a music game, and yeah, they'll spend a million dollars and they'll create some type of rap career, but it's not—they're not profiting. It's not not original. It's It's not going to last. Yeah,
0: it's not music. They're not making it for the sake of music. I feel like they're just making it for the sake of—and
1: it it is easy now to really tell who's coming from. Because I'll tell you this way—you even know it yourself. Oh yeah. Um, you see a lot of talent and artists coming through the game, and. uh, the ones who are really like wanting to do this for a living and make money and this is all they've ever wanted and they've been trying to do this they push to be independent
0: yeah you you definitely i you see, see that, that. they protect who, what they've built yeah and they want to they want to be able to work with who they want to work with they want to be able to still have their old you know their mm-hmm. their group's name attached to it because you see like like you said the, the people who just have clout and they want to make a rap career off of it they're doing it for more money, and they sign to those big labels. And you, can you know see. what I'm saying? And, no. and, and yeah, it, I know for a fact we could name a few rappers who are in the game right now who are strictly based off clout, and they sign to a big record label because they were Very early, a, and yeah. they go off- The, the very record label, the very very record label is telling what, them what they there should do. There are people out there signing yep. deals when they only have two, three singles, and they're just because they made- Because, the,
1: because they're yes millions. Yeah, because, and, because they will do what the record label tells them. Exactly, yeah. That's, and, that's all that is. And that, that stuff,
0: I mean, like some of it's- <coughs> Excuse
1: me. Some of it's fun- some of it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's I, but like I it, see some of these artists that are sponsored by these record labels. I mean, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I've been reached by a couple of lower tier record labels, but they promise, you know, the world to you, but you start looking and they say, you know, we will handle every Line of business. Yep. Whether it's all we marketing need you to do is show up. Or anything.
0: Yeah. All we need you to do is show up and do your thing and get out. But that, there's no fun in that. No. I mean, if you're chasing the dollar, like oh, I, all I got to do is show up and perform for sure. But I know yeah. a lot of I I know a lot of rappers or musicians uh-huh. or artists who take pride in setting up everything, meeting fans, doing this like fixing their own problems and wanting to do stuff by it's, themselves. It's the
1: dangerous part where at first you think you're just doing what you love and you're making money off of doing. it. Like I I'm lucky to have. like I was driving six hours to go perform a show in West Texas in my own car and loaded up my own gear and did everything myself and then drove back the same night because I needed to be (laughs) at class in the morning. Like I did all that hustle myself to where it's like, you know, I, I, I'm willing to do it all over again of just course. to make sure no dollar goes out of my pocket. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to do somebody to do anything else for me. But a lot of these people who don't make, basically have the tools. You t- Go back to the funding part. You see somebody who you know, may have a little bit of talent, but they're dropped out of high school and they don't work a job to yeah. support that. And that's, that's what first, I was thinking. The first person to offer them $1,000 and say, hey... I can get you a show. They may have charged two grand, but they're going to give him a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, and he's got a $2,000, $2,
0: <laughs> like a thousand dollar contract. He thinks and he's on yeah. top of the world. And that was the thing. Know? So
1: that brings me to my next point. So okay. I was,
0: I was watching him and like looking through and I was like, okay, this guy really doesn't have like a set kind of like a platform or anything. I was yeah. like, how, why did he drop out of high school? And then he had a, a picture of with like what looked like maybe $2,000. Okay. and he was like just got 6k followers mom like we're actually famous and like and I was like yo like you chasing That's clout and joke. chasing numbers yeah. I was like I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not but like from what it looked like it was very very I serious <sighs> that he he did drop out of high school 16 years old just trying to be around trying to chase clout because I, people yeah. people find comfort in that clout you know what I'm saying
1: it's it's a false sense of reality I it mean I, it's I, a re- very false and, sense and, it, and it's crazy because um the, it usually comes from, being a DJ is a complete, it's it's like a dope part of it, but it's it's a complete different side of the in- industry that you're on both sides of it. You're your own thing. You're trying to build your own success, but at the same time, people need you. I get DM'd on the daily of these up-and-coming SoundCloud artists. When I get featured on an Instagram page for doing a dope DJ video or something like that, I'll have 40 DMs of these Instagram rappers who are Yo, saying hey me... post my stuff i'll pay you a, like a 100 bucks blah, blah, blah. and it's like yeah. you know you start seeing and they just every every dude they're, a lot of people they're never to be... gonna post something making it seem like they're not famous yeah you know what i'm saying big time. they want everyone everything they post to be like you know i'm on my way i'm on my way and it's not that i believe in like putting things in you know into like the future, saying things into the yeah, speaking things into existence. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in that and motivating course, yourself yeah. and like saying, you know, I'm gonna do, you know, I'm show the progression, you know, show these people because a lot of social media now, and that's what I'm basing my platform off of, is at the end of the day, like I'm not gonna switch up and just do stuff for clout, but at the end of the absolutely. day, absolutely, you understand, you know, why some a lot of these uh, artists that do stick around and do stuff. Is because every social media platform and everything they post is original.
0: Oh yeah, and it and it's go different, back go back to uh, different.
1: That's I mean, even like Lil Nas, he posts memes all the time. It goes back to that's what he wants to do. Yeah, that's yeah, original. Nas, that's him.
0: It's funny you bring that up because like yeah. Lil Nas X, his. His Twitter clout is unreal because like you said he just does what he wants to do and it's original he, that's it's the original. thing is people it's know him, it's him yeah and it's him just exactly. being himself i see people that are famous on twitter or like celebrities on twitter they'll just post a tweet that's an ad or like you know, like oh, going here tonight, and because it's they just don't like their bit, social media. Yeah, they don't, they, they don't, don't care, and they don't yeah. really. I've, I mean, it's they not saying they don't them. care. Like sometimes, some celebrities are doing other things, but yeah, some of them don't. Like they'll have someone be like, oh, make sure to post this about this and this about that. Yeah. But like people who are just themselves. That I feel like nowadays you need to have that touch with people, and that's the you different. Need to cor- have, a, if you need funding and you need a following, I think that's gonna keep you the most purest. Like you know, what I'm saying, like people. Who are there to listen to you and do two
1: different roads of success. And you when you're in the industry and uh, I mean, I'm sure with the podcast and everything like that, you got to choose your lane. Are you going for, you know, the clout to, you know, all the you know, you can film a video of you pulling this prank. We can get into this later. But the prank (laughs) videos now of people just trying to become famous off of doing stuff to people in public yeah that's that's crazy
0: isn't that nuts that there is a platform for just messing with pranking people people. pranking that's like and like that. that is a thing that's a that's a a, not even a wave dude that's like a job like people yes
1: people are making money off of you know now we're gonna go do this to someone today doing stupid shit yeah and that's the thing is you either build that platform off a clout or you build it off of originality and i saw this you know it's easy to tell too. The people who build their careers off of originality and being themselves, aka one, are happier with themselves because they don't have something telling them what they have to do. And yeah, two, seriously. they stick around in the industry a hundred times longer. You know why?
0: Yeah, and then they can branch out and do more stuff than just. There's a reason the hell why somebody
1: doing. like Logic and J Cole and all of these guys who came and stuck in their own lane and did things their own way. Yeah, and they were about it. Go- they weren't about they're gonna to let someone tell them how to do it. They're going to last in the industry 10 times more than half of these artists yeah. because they're not, they're they're themselves. They yeah. had to fight the stereotype. They had to fight everyone and say, no, I'm not gonna do your cheesy Doritos commercial. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to do For things sure. my way. It's my music, everything. And look at them now, you know, it's 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 a longer very hard path but at the end of the day but it's it's it's, it's guaranteeing yeah, your future of
0: course and you're putting your you're putting your name you have in a history, true you know following and one yeah. one of the
1: major artists um i love him you should definitely listen to his music he's um not up and coming because i feel like he's already broke through a lot of the barriers but he's just kind of he's really west coast and kind of bounce around Yeah, is an artist called azizi gibson and okay. i actually met him and i've hung out with him a couple times uh he and the weird thing is is like i've tried to make music with him yeah and i've showed him my music and everything and he goes i really like it but to be honest with you like i i mean i've i've asked his management i'm like yo i'd like to make music <laughs> with him and he goes to be honest he only makes music when he feels like it <laughs> yeah like this yeah. moment i'm sitting in this room i feel like a song should be made yeah and that that's dope to me. I was like, I wasn't even offended. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Well, like, yeah,
0: because that's that's so like as like people, some people may be like, oh, that's so cliche. Or, that's such a you new know, bag. But like the thing is, yeah, his music's so good because that's when he, he's not forced to, hey, uh, some dude coming up. Hey, studio times here. You're going to have to we're going to have to get like a few songs in. So be ready. Like he's like, yo, fuck that when I
1: feel like, doing Bro. it. You know, it's the dopest part is I got all that info and I was like, dude, I, I just kind of stood. He was performing in Houston when yeah, I went yeah. in. I was like hanging out with him at the hotel and then I hung out backstage and I showed up to the And granted, there, it wasn't like, you know, a huge, huge show because he is an up and coming guy. But I mean, I would say there was like. 350 400 people that's lit though that but can here's be the thing lit, here's yeah. the huge difference it was not 350 400 people who showed up just because there was a concert in town it was like 350 400 true azizi gibson fans who knew every damn word who knew his background <laughs> yeah it's super who knew where dope. he comes from they chanted every song and it was just like that moment it was like bro who needs you yeah. know the clout that you know you sold your marketing team sold tickets for free, yeah, and they're just pushing your name out there to make it people show up to your show so that you look cool. Yeah. This dude had, you know, three hundred fifty people going crazy because they yeah. love him and his originality, and that that like sold it for me. Yeah, that's what's Big up, time. dude, and that's that's
0: a key aspect that oh. some people miss out. Like, even though the podcast is like super young, um. You know, there have been a few times where people have either come up to me, like like obviously not just like random people I don't know, but I mean like friends of mine. Uh, you know, people who I don't really talk to a lot.
1: <laughs> that says a lot, though.
0: Yeah, and um, but you that, know that, that tells me a lot, though. <laughs> you know, I don't talk to them a lot, but they got a lot to say to yeah, me. Yeah, no, but <laughs> okay. I mean, like, it's not even like it's not even like that. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there have been a few people who like. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna tell this I'm gonna tell this story because i Don't say no names. No, 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 no. no. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say any names. But um You know, when I first decided to make the podcast, people were like, Oh, you know, like cool and they kind of just like kinda move (laughs) on and I was like, Okay, like whatever. I was like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um some of my friends were like, Oh, that's fucking dope. Like, like, yo, let me get on and like let me do this and that. And uh you know i really had this battle between like you know if i really want to do it like is it worth it but this and that mm-hmm. and then um you know i was like my butt i remember having a conversation with my buddy i'll tell i'll say his name because he's a good dude and he was kind of the 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 one little push his name was uh, his name's greg love he's a great dude mm-hmm. and uh he just says because uh, he was always very real with me mm-hmm. and i was like you know what i really want to make a podcast because he used to listen to my music and he was like yo you could have been so good at music. Like, why'd you stop blah, 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 And all this. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, he was like, do you want to make that podcast? And I was like, yeah, I really do, man. He was like, all right. He was like, but you have to be consistent. He was like, you need to be putting shit out 24 seven talking to people. And I was like, I was like, what if no one, you know, like is yep. listens. He's like, does not matter? You have to keep going. And he pushed me to do it. And I did it. And you know, at first it was like a lot of people listened or they mm-hmm. quote unquote listened and they were like, Oh cool. Oh this, Oh mm-hmm. that. And it was funny cause it was a huge release. You know, we wanted to do it big and then, you know, we dropped the first, uh, audio and it got like 145 views. And I was like, Oh, this is really good. A lot of people want to listen. That's the best feeling too. Yeah, And, um, i was like this is good i mean it's not a lot obviously i wasn't expecting thousands but i mean like it's but it's, anything
1: yeah like, anything and it's i was like, like it's like the people who get excited like i always you know there's this. there was a video that went around when there was a little kid that made a youtube video of freaking out because he got one subscriber yeah. it's the coolest feeling in the world that yeah. somebody spent time out
0: of their day to listen right and oh, yeah. and i was like okay yeah. this is good but i knew I knew the ratings were going to drop because I was like only people just listen to it to see what it's about. And either they judge it and they're like, all right, I'm going to keep listening or I'm not really going to listen. So the first one got like 145 views and the next one got like 60. And I was like, damn, I was like, but this is good. I was like, now let's see what happens on the next one. And I was like, the next, the next one got like, 60 ish or 50 ish. And I was like, okay, good. I was like, we've maintained at least fifty. We have you know? a baseline. Yeah, we have a baseline. This is good. Yeah. And I told myself, if I keep doing giving out content, giving good content, stuff people want to hear. it'll grow. It doesn't, yeah, it, it it'll grow. And it doesn't matter. What, and and you know, I've had the pleasure even so early into this podcast. And a shout out to everyone that's listening. Shout out to everyone that follows us on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yo, shout out to y'all. Cause y'all make me so happy. But uh you know people will be like yo like i was li- i've had the honor dude like of just being with really good people and hearing stories that you would never hear because you would never get to sit down and talk and to them they don't know these people and they don't know nope. these people and they've said so many crazy things good things that people always be like yo when he said this and that or when he was talking about this like oh i it's appreciate super it super relatable yeah, too and, yeah. and i had a conversation with one of my old old friends and uh, he was like, hey, man, when you told this one story, you know, like it had a certain effect on me. And he, he was like, I went from listening and laughing to like holding back tears. And I'm like, wow. it's good that a conversation like that can pull it out of somebody because it, it, it it's just a different feeling. But not, not trying to get it all into that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just be like, it doesn't matter because all those people that are were always like, oh, you know, like, do people really listen to podcasts? And like, are they really going to listen to yours? It doesn't matter because. One person at least had something positive come out of it, and it and it wasn't for myself. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's for. And that person will always, I know for a fact that they'll back, you know that will have my. I fully understand what I'm saying. Feeling,
1: and I'm I'm gonna relate it to a situation that I go through. Yeah, but that one's a lot more graceful. I love that story. Yeah, dude. That, but I feel a, the same feeling when it's like that one girl, like. It's like their twenty first birthday, yeah, and they're like standing on top of a booth, screaming, "I love this song." <laughs> yeah, that's like the. And ultimate. They didn't tell me to play it, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, "This would be dope," and I play it. And there's that one person; it doesn't necessarily have to be a girl, yeah. but it could be anyone. The one dude on the dance floor who just he gets that yeah. look in his eye, and because he's like, you hit that, you just finally you hit in that. his head. Yeah, this is my moment. Yeah, and it's like. I you made did that, that yeah you
0: made that moment isn't that what i'm dude that is such a cool feeling it's and and i urge anybody who does anything dude do whatever you want because even if there's not that big of a material reward there's such a reward in like how you feel after you know what i'm saying because like dude that's stuff that those conversations i've had with people and the conver- you know the messages i've received and the and the support i mean dude that changes everything
1: it it, it really does um I mean, just recently at one of my shows, you know, I had uh, I thought I I did well, um, but it definitely was a different scene and everything like that. And I'm my biggest critic. I mean, I'm sure you are, too, on this thing, too. Um, all the time. I, I don't know. Always, always, every time I edit, I'm like, man, I should have said this. Why did I do that? I feel you, dude. I'm my biggest critic. And I thought, you know, I did good. But, you know, just as I'm leaving the booth, people were just bombarded. Barton. like friends of mine and then people i never even met were like you did awesome like please, what's your name bro like wanting to know me and getting to know me and it just you know i kind of it all like sub- all my doubts and worries like subsided and it's like it may have been six people but if fe- i felt like i was celebrity you yeah know? dude yeah you know i and felt it, like i i know i made a connection with these people and like yeah. I, I did my service of the day yeah big time you know and yeah
0: that's yeah. what Big shouts out on that though. Keep following your dreams, all y'all. But yeah, yeah, um I don't know, dude. What's so many up? things have been going on. Uh, oh, for sure.
1: But you know, let's get into this podcast. Let's ask some questions. Let's, oh, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. the let's traditional see, yeah. uh Yeah. Let's get some we've questions. We've been we've up. been talking, we've been talking.
0: So if if any of you guys don't know, the uh a while ago on the show I had a good friend of mine, Aaron, on And we talked about what is the big deal with the hype beast stuff. And I told you, if you listen to that show, you'll hear me talk about one of my friends who is always wearing, like, (sighs) (laughs) always wearing this crazy stuff and always wearing, like, the latest new stuff. Like, and I'm, then this is him. This is who I was talking about. This is Jackson. So, like, I guess, again, we'll ask the question what's the deal with all the hype beast thing? Or tell me. what is i would you consider yourself a hype beast
1: um yes and no um i say i'm a hype beast because generally um it goes hand in hand for me right the way i look at it is i like being unique i like um my main motivation when i um kind of you know to some people you know their clothing everything about them you know their their house their car clothing what they do for a living everything Mm -hmm. um how they express themselves um they do it in different ways and one way of you know that I do it is through clothing for sure and shoes and everything like that and I'll say this my main motivation when I'm picking out uh things to wear and stuff like that is definitely to be unique um I do not like knowing that I'm I could potentially wear something that somebody else will be wearing a similar <laughs> outfit. So
0: I get, so it's like,
1: I'll go back to the hand in hand thing. Yeah. The reason why I say I'm both is because when you have the mindset of being unique and different from everyone else, what is the hardest things for someone to obtain the most hype, expensive, you know, you know, Hard is you know in the most of the hype and yeah uh most of the hype and and pricing behind all of these products is the fact that they've only made a certain amount of pairs or the exclusive drops to where you know they only dropped it in this city or something like that yeah Um, dude
0: and that's like
1: (laughs) so yes i am a hype beast because i do (laughs) like the exclusive stuff yeah but i do not i'll say this i do not Go for a shoe or any kind of product just because everyone else says it's cool and that it's exclusive. Yeah. If I think it's ugly, I think it's ugly. Yeah. So it's not like you're copping every single new drop no, and stuff no. like that. Yeah. Because I no. know dudes who, I mean, you wanna know something crazy? They go off. On you wanna know something stuff? crazy? I own one pair of Yeezys. Yeah, I've noticed that. I have. Well, I'll tell this now, and this will be absurd. <laughs> but um, I have over. I think I just caught my. Th- 46th or 47th pair of shoes
0: yeah that's
1: i own one pair of yeezys you know yeezys was the like i think that was the
0: shoe that that kind of started ignited it yeah for sure. yeah i mean it was there but that was what made it go up to a thousand you know what i'm saying that's when he started making clothes and uh do you have the low tops the 350s
1: i have a pair of the tan og like not the v2s which are i'm saying all this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like people know what it is um essentially kanye came out uh believe it or not the first yeezys that actually came out were with nike because kanye did a collab yeah that's right he made made with like the red the red octobers yes
0: speaking Uh, of dude literally okay i'm gonna just say this now red october's Size 10 are my dream, dude. So, like, I've been trying to every day I go on StockX and I look at them, they just went from $10,000 to $7,000. And I'm like, maybe one day I I'll heard come uh, up. Ace,
1: Ace Cash Express <laughs> is doing a little deal this weekend yeah, dude. on loans. I was, huh? about,
0: I was gonna go to a loan shark
1: and make sure I get that money. dude. I want them so badly, but yeah, I remember that they're still. But a, see, that's stuff, You have that, you have that. Everybody has that thing, they get mad at me because. They see some of the stuff i wear and they're like man that's crazy i'm like i know there's that one item that you look at in the sneaker game or whatever that you go that's really cool you know um but i'm glad you found that for you um but that's awesome i love hearing how shoes just like
0: with the music and bro, everything else bro, bro It something. when i was see here's the thing when i was really young like you can even ask my dad uh-huh. dude when i was young I always used to get new sneakers, bro, all the time. Like my dad was like, "Oh, you're just you have like this weird like shoe fetish." And I was like, I used to think like shoe fetish. I was like, that sounds like bad, like that's like gross or something. But yeah, I was just really into buying shoes. Like, dude, I w- mm-hmm. always had like the uh, a super nice clean pair of Air Force Ones with the straps, Pause. high tops. Yeah. Pause real
1: quick. What was the genre of music you grew up listening to? Straight a uh, rap. I I only rap music and is what, all I used to. And what did they? bro prize, fresh pair of sneakers
0: 24 7 exactly so i was always like dude i grew up listening hand in hand to chameleon mims you know boy this is why i'm hot boy like hey. dude on some you know like lil wayne was popping at that time so i was like and he was always talking about fresh pair of sneakers fresh pair Got of sneakers, sneakers
1: fresh yeah. pair of shoes they like, they told us what our priority should be it should yeah. be cash <laughs> sneakers and some other things yeah but, you some know. other
0: things but like and that's when I, you know, my dad, I would always be like, hey, dad, I would like, we would just go to the mall and I'd be like, oh, look at these. Oh, look at these. And he'd be like, God damn. He was like, you really want to know. Bro, my I pair? remember
1: my, the day my dad tripped on a pair of sneakers that was $60. Facts. Yeah, he, he, dude. If only you could $60. see what I'm buying. Sixty dollars. <laughs> they were Allen Iverson's. I will never forget yeah. this, bro. He, uh, he tripped because they were sixty fifty nine ninety nine at <laughs> finish line. And I said, I want those. I was like. I think eleven or twelve. It was when they dropped uh, the Allen Iverson edition basketball sneaker. It was yeah. the Adidas. Um, and I said, Dad, I want those. He goes, You don't even play basketball. <laughs> <The boy>
0: said,
1: <laughs> you, he
0: was like, Why the fuck would I buy you? You didn't. Chicken? You
1: didn't even make the middle school basketball team. Why? Why? Why would you need those? You don't play <laughs> the sport. Because it's cool. Well, you know. <laughs> It's cool for you not to wear them, too. <laughs> yeah, you got basketball you
0: shoes. You don't even play basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, nah, I got that. I got that treatment.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, I I used to be the same dude, like trying to get my dad to buy me a pair of Air Force Ones when he's like, those are $100. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, like, I know, but.
1: It's hard to remember. I, I, I. Trying to remember the first time my parents spent over a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. It
0: was on Air Forces for me. I know for that for you? a fact because I remember he bought them and it was like plus tax. It was like one hundred one ninety eight, and he was like, "I'm gonna beat your ass when I get <laughs> it." This is
1: gonna sound so typical white boy. I think mine was first on a pair of Nike Shocks. Bro,
0: shocks used to be it, bro. Bro,
1: they used. I to think be it was. It. I think it was a pair of Nike Shocks. Bro, why was everyone so like swore by the shock bro what happened a few years ago with the ultra boost it it was shock was the latest technology for yeah, true. shoe comfort. It was you know when the ultra boost came out and they said, oh, look at all these little styrofoam balls in the bottom yeah. of your shoe. It's styrofoam. <laughs> it's been around for ages, and now we're paying a hundred and eighty dollars for shoes. styrofoam <laughs> shoes." <laughs> You see what Nike, Nike? I mean, Nike's come out with something with, like, gel beads. Gel beads have been around for centuries.
0: thought you were talking about the ones that look like uh, Tide Pods, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, it's
1: the, the Tide Mas- Pod edition yeah. Nikes. <laughs> I was like, and you know that they're just sitting in a lab somewhere, like, making up stupid ideas for shoes. They're just, you see the recent one with the, they put holy water in the Air Max? Did you see those? No. Yeah, they had a uh, real priest bless some holy water and they put it in a select pair of Air Max 97s. So there's actual holy water in the air bubbles of an Air Max 97. It's going for like th- 2 or 3 grand right now for a pair. But I was, I was like I'm like bro, that's actually
0: excessive as hell. It is. In majority personal- of
1: it, it, now it you in the sneaker game you have to be excessive. Yeah. Look what out well, look what's out there now.
0: Yeah those super like neons taking over and like the fat shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like fila and stuff. Is I mean, going you're having big. to,
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also killing the game. It used to be any Jordan that came out was a sought after shoe because it was just, you know, it was the, it was the bull in the China market of shoe game. Big time. But now you have, you have to make a huge footprint in it. So you're seeing these uh, brands go to, Creative geniuses like Kanye, who's always in the media, you're going to Virgil Abloh, who's you know pushing the boundaries of everything right now, um, especially with the IKEA collab that he just did. That boy just collabed with IKEA. Yeah, yeah. yes, worldwide, Worldwide. Worldwide. No, (laughs) that's the thing. That's the thing too. Is it was just everyday products. Yeah, it was cardboard boxes and shopping bags that are. You can go to IKEA right now and go get a Virgil Abloh edition IKEA bag
0: at the like one down the street talk about a flex like you're just walking out of
1: (laughs) because you know why it built like that it's like yeah you see that bag that she's carrying everything in
2: but it's the thing is is he
1: built so much hype around because his stuff was initially so exclusive yeah that it's all in um i mean i did go to college i'm still in college but um my degree is marketing so I kind of am f- fascinated by all this. It is initially the sneaker game, all goes back to supply and demand. And your guest um, touched on that on the podcast you did. He, I think his, the point that they made was uh, was it Jack? It was Jack, wasn't it? Which one? The one that, or was there two that y'all talked about um, sneakers and stuff on? The oh, yeah. Podcast.
0: No, no, the original one. Yeah, yeah was, that was, was no, that was with Aaron. Aaron? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, Aaron, um, they touched, on the point of you know just people wanting the product and you know the demand for it and the supply that's initially how all this got started bro it's just you had to know someone to know someone to get a pair of sneakers now and you know that's how the whole market is now it's it, at first we're going to make it so limited yeah that you cannot there's only gonna be that a certain only, amount and, and to yeah build and it's not worth. even
0: and it's not even like general public they're like okay i'm gonna give these to a few basketball players i'm gonna give these to a few exactly. sneakerheads. i'm gonna give these to people who are big on youtube exactly. they're gonna make some films about them make some videos inform people yep. and then one day they're probably gonna or there might leak a few more out at a store or like they'll be like hey youtube
1: two days ago um, i know we're bouncing all over the board with this stuff <laughs> yeah but um nike announced two days ago that they are uh Terminating all third party retailing. So all the mom and pop sneaker stores that had Nike accounts. Yeah. That were able to get the Travis Scott's and like all these Nike collabs. Wow. They're cutting off ties to where now it's only you can get the shoes through Nike or the big box chains like Foot Locker and all these other things that have implemented a reservation system. Because what they were having is, I mean, back in the old school days of sneakers, you know that the local Foot Locker Oh, yeah. Would get some, and you know you had a friend at the Foot Locker. Yeah,
0: hold your spot in line or something, you know?
1: Well, not even that. Just say, hey, when, you know, when the truck comes in, yeah. see p- if you put can that, put, yeah, put that 10. size 10. put that size 10 to the side right? quick. Exactly. You had that yeah. friend of a friend, but now with the reservation system, every pair is accounted for through the system. So if a pair goes missing, they know that somebody internally, you know, Damn. did something. So now it's like every pair is reserved at the big box chain. So it was the only thing that was falling through was these mom and pops where it was like they didn't have the reservation system they just showed up and if there were pairs there there were pairs there they're t- cutting that out not to where it really is a you know it's helping the game but it's hurting the game because i would say the majority of the market now especially when you're talking about beast and some of these major brands um the resale market yeah
2: 100% I mean, I, the resale market.
0: The resale market is blowing up. I mean, that's and it, that's it, those <laughs> are the trenches, bro, like uh, reselling. I don't think people understand. I've met a few resellers. Multi,
1: it it uh, it broke a uh, 3 billion this year. Really? Resell? It broke it, broke it broke a billion last year. It's uh 3 billion it Forbes uh Forbes came out and announced that it was a $3 billion industry. That's ridiculous. Just the reselling, not the sneaker game. Yeah, and that's without... The n- that's the That's
0: like no new drops, no nothing. It's just...
1: It is stuff that has been coming out. I mean, well, that's the two. is You got the classic part of it all from stuff that's dropped And in you the past. might, Yeah,
0: and you might get a new drop every now and then, but the resell is like stuff that's been out for a while. Stuff that you know you can Majority. get, but, pe- but people have... You know, that good stuff that it's like, yeah, Majority, you can find it. But, but
1: uh, I say it goes hand in hand because you do have the new drops that come out, the yeah. big collabs, the off whites, the Travis Scott's that just came out. You know, it you do have those major drops that those guys, honestly, um, they get those things in bulk. They offer quick deals. Yeah, um,
0: I've seen it, bro. Dudes that buy like 30, they'll buy twenty 40 pairs. Yeah. And the thing
1: is is they're looking at it as a business now. They'll go spend 20,000 on this pair of shoe, knowing that in three years that shoe will be 30% more than what we're buying it for. We have the funds to where we can buy that shoe sit on it. And they're looking at it from a business point of view where we make this investment in three years. Oh yeah. It's going to be worth X amount that it's worth it.
0: There's a shop. I think it's in LA or, or in L, uh, New York. They have a hundred thousand dollar pair of the Nike, the Nikes that were made with the backward swoosh, they were, um, I can't remember. They're Nike Dunks, but. I know the one you're yeah, talking about. they're yep. $100,000 and they're not up for sale. That He was like, I'm going to sell them later. So he tied them together into a knot yeah. and threw them on a pillar inside the store. He was like, Yeah, I'm going to. He's like, one day I'm going to take those down. And he's like, if anyone who wants to come buy them, like, yeah. they could probably try, but they're going to have to give me a lot of money. It, At that point, I mean,
1: there's so many things in this. I mean, I, I even have points that yeah. Um, I'll say this, that there are a lot of shoes that I still look at today. Um, Have I spent a ton of money on one pair of shoes? Yes. Yeah. Um, What's
0: your, what do you think's your max? What's. What's your max for a shoe? Do you think right now, if you do, you, you want to know
1: the most I've spent on one pair?
0: One pair, don't, which what do you think...
1: Yeah, I look at them the as investments too. That's a, that's a whole thing. Oh that, yeah, like, I know you've kind of, of touched on some some stuff. No, that, that's the thing is I'm, I'm 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 not super deep in it, but I mean I'm, I've talked to you about it. I can definitely get my hands on some stuff because I yeah. I have been dabbling in the yeah. Industry I'm still so long. looking
0: for a quick set of Yeezys. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get me that size ten and a half for uh, the Yeezys, ten for the Nikes. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know donate, po- podcast, you <laughs> yeah, know,
1: donate to the podcast. Yeah, donate to the podcast. We so don't we, have shoes. Yeah, we, just, I've been we sold our shoes for you know, <laughs> for these microphones. Hell yeah. Um, but, um, essentially, you know, I've made it to where I can made a decent amount of connections. But I, I, the majority of the time when I look into a pair of sneakers, I, I go back on the platform of I'm going to take care of my stuff. Oh, yeah. And people make fun of me because they're like, you don't need 40 something pairs of shoes. Well, here's the deal I maybe wear, um, a pair, let's say one pair of popular shoes, I maybe wear it once or twice a month, if that. If that. And so if, even you're if cutting you down your... the amount of times I put on that shoe and wear it in public by a fraction, which means if I at least take decent care of this item, the way I look at it is I know the market enough to where if I buy a pair of shoes, I take good care of them. Yeah. Within the next two to three years, I can sell it and... I'll I'll put it this way. This is why I have not bought a pair of shoes in a mall in over four years. Oh, yeah. The only shoes I've ever bought in a mall recently are Vans.
0: Well, I mean, that's true because it's, with things like Nike, Reebok, and Adidas, they're... You know
1: why I do it? Because you go to any Foot Locker. I mean, the staples like Air Force Ones, Vans, like all that, those yeah. are forever, you know, one thing. Yeah,
0: those those don't ever have to change exactly. because they've already
1: set... I mean, dude, like you could
0: rock a pair of Vans and still be fresh Exactly. As hell, exactly. Those
1: Exactly. Vans is a completely different value too because yeah. it's not... You don't have, you know, $200... Wait. Answer the
0: question. How much have you spent on a pair of shoes? And what? (sighs) I'm trying to get around (laughs) that.
1: Um, I think to this day, I think it's fifteen hundred. You spent fifteen
0: hundred dollars on a a pair of shoes. One pair. Um, which ones were they? Because I bet you, I know. I bet you, I can. (laughs) I bet you, I can guess which ones they
1: are. Guess the brand, and I'll tell you yes or no. Gucci. No. You're telling me those Gucci shoes that you have are not 1500 They were 800
0: <laughs> Still bad. Like, that's not bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> But they were my birthday shoes, <laughs> okay. you know? They're the most yeah. extra shoes ever, bro. Dude, if you haven't seen... Are they on your Instagram? Yes, they okay, are. Okay, yeah. If you go to this man's Instagram... Instagram, you'll...
1: yes. Uh, Instagram is um, at... Prof underscore music so P R O P H underscore music.
0: Yeah, this dude literally has freaking diamond plated <laughs> Gucci yeah, shoes. I do. Wait, what'd you spend fifteen hundred dollars on? Um, are they Nikes?
1: No, they're Dolce and Gabbana's.
0: Which ones are they?
1: Uh, I haven't been wearing them recently because I felt so bad for spending <laughs> that much money on them. Um, but they were a good deal. Um, so essentially, I one of my favorite artists right now in the game, um, is a rapper called Key Glock. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I just remember watching his music video and he had these pair of Dolce & Gabbana sneakers on that were so absurd. Like the half of the video was based on like zoom-ins of this shoe. Yeah. And I said, those are the coolest thing. They're a Swarovski crystal. Um, the, So imagine di- real diamond. Like those yeah. Gucci's are like more of a silver color. This looks like somebody put diamonds, like real diamonds all over a shoe. And it's, it's dope. It's like a sneaker. Like it's not, yeah. it's like a workout shoe, but oh, it's okay. like diamond plate. It's so cool. It's like gunmetal gray. Um, It's extra. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. That's yeah super it's super ex- extra. Yeah, yeah. But I saw that in the music video. I'm like, oh man, those are so cool. <laughs> and I went on Dolce & Gabbana. I, this is how gullible I am too. <laughs> this, I mean, this is me to a T though. So I see these shoes. I love them. I go on the website. Biggest size they sell online is like a size 10, which makes sense because Keylock's not the biggest dude. He's not super big. So he probably wears like a 9, 10, 11 or something like that. And I wear a size 12. And I said, okay, well, it wasn't meant to be. Well, I'm in the mall and one of the Dallas malls, uh, I think it was North Park, just opened up a Dolce & Gabbana store. And I walk in and I go, uh, Ashley was with me at the time. And I go, Ashley, you know what? You remember those shoes in that music video I told you about? I go, if this store has those shoes, I'm going to buy them. (laughs) I walk into the store. The lady goes, How can I help you? I say, If you have these shoes, you've got a customer thinking (laughs) thinking the website (laughs) should have every shoe in stock. So they don't have it. I don't have to worry about spending money there. You're just going in there. She pulls up with the (laughs) shoes. She pulls up with like oh, she right, had yeah. the box in hand. With she was like,
0: "All right, here we go. Um, that'll be fifteen hundred dollars." Yup. And you're and like, "I Shit. ain't no bitch." <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I kind of basically- suckered myself in it, but the good thing is, is that shoe right now, it's it. It was the only pair in Dallas, it only pair in Texas, for that matter. Um, that was my size, so I mean, I've seen them on the resale market for sixteen, seventeen hundred. So I mean, that's the thing too is, I'm thinking by the time I've owned this shoe. If I ever really decide to sell it, um, ha- it's half and half, you know, treat yourself. And then at the same time, it's if I ever really do need to sell it over the lifespan of this. It's the same thing as a car market as well is over the lifespan of owning the product. Once you can trade it in or resell the vehicle or whatever, how much did you actually spend during the lifetime of you having it? If you take good care of your car, the resale value of it comes up. So... Essentially, I'll put it this way: yeah. I buy a pair of shoes for five hundred,
0: right? Which is ridiculous. Which is
1: ridiculous. <laughs> yes, everyone thinks that, <laughs> but I take good care of it. Yeah. And in three years later, that shoe's worth six fifty. Yeah. And I you how know, much did it cost me to really own that shoe? Because, well, again, it's more used. So let's say I sell it for four hundred bucks. Yeah. So I lost money on the deal. But in all in all, it only really cost me a hundred dollars to own this pair of shoes, um, which is the average cost of a sneaker at a sneaker store in a day in the mall.
0: Yeah, true. That's the way I
1: look at it now is that's what, I mean, uh, generally what started all this um, is I look at it. I stopped shopping in the mall because when I, uh, when I would go for a pair of shoes, I would notice, man, I'm spending 70, $80 on a pair of shoes that every person I walk into or meet and you know, walk across and everything. Everyone I saw had the same model or same type of shoe or something. And those same shoes, once you wear them, you'll find them in a Play-Doh's closet or a Goodwill or something like that. And they're worth nothing.
0: And and aren't, isn't like, I've seen people are even going towards like selling clothing now. You can even oh, like, yeah. like Supreme shirts, headbands. Even
1: the vintage market. This, I mean, obviously these people can't say what I'm wearing. This is a real... Shirt from uh the nineteen, it's like either the nineteen eighties uh run for the Oilers. This is a real nineteen eighties t-shirt. Yeah,
0: that's a super throwback.
1: Yeah, um, let's see here. Um, yeah, I got this out of um, vintage is the new thing for me. Some people don't like vintage.
0: It. Vintage is is definitely coming back, like the old school because look. you can
1: get because people are finding it for two or three dollars at a goodwill and they sell it for thirty rather yeah. than 300 for one of these yeah. designer brands. And
0: another thing is, like, dude, like, freaking everything. Like, dude, everything, like, the, uh, who was it, Champions? Boy, I used to get that stuff at Walgreens, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. Walmart, Walgreens. And yeah. then even now, the, even the
1: modern-day shoes and stuff are going back to the old older, you know. Yeah, the older 80s, looks. 90s looks. And, general. like,
0: dude, now, like, Championship, sweatpants are like 80 bucks you used to be able to get them at walmart yep. for three bucks mm-hmm. like it's just coming back you it know is. like the it's, baggy it all comes college back to, looks and stuff
1: uh, it all comes back to the street look the rap game rap is yeah. the biggest
0: genre
2: in music <laughs> right now i think rap
0: definitely changed the way everybody S- wanted to game yeah the and rap game. is hand in hand yeah 100 percent. and i've oh man yep. it's a crazy culture like i've seen some of the uh some rappers like shoe uh shoe collections
1: uh I mean, like, you should see the game, dude. The game has oh, yeah. his own, like... Him and Nick Cannon. Nick yeah. Cannon's even more absurd with it. Nick Cannon's not... I mean, he is obviously about getting the, you know, the Jordans, the Yeezys, like, all the hype stuff. But he spends money, like, on absurd stuff. Like, he spent, like, a hundred grand on a pair of dress shoes. And he's like, yeah, this is real, like, you know, real shoe <laughs> game. I'm like it's leather shoes like they're not <laughs> yeah. even that cool like, like i could probably go because make because some the price leather shoes. tag
0: yeah the price tag is definitely what drives it the game right. has a humidified stays at one temperature the whole time mm-hmm. like that's his room and in uh he has his what are the back to the futures the marty mcfly's oh the air max yeah no. and the they're in a bulletproof case with a cement a friend, actually. a cement block wall behind him, so no one can break in from behind and take it. And then when they get to the yeah. to the box, it's a safe, so you have to go through two layers. I
1: actually got offered if I wanted to buy a pair of those uh, two weeks ago, dude. Uh, the 12. Marty
0: McFlys are literally are they? what did they light up? Were they, the light was, up ones? they
1: made two pairs. I think one pair came out in 2010 that did not yeah, auto- Yeah, that didn't light up. Didn't. They lit up, but they didn't auto-lace.
0: Oh, shit. That's right. The new ones do have
1: auto-lace. The, they had a pair that came out in 2016 that came in like this big yellow like radioactive box that oh, auto-laced, what? and it lit up and everything.
0: What are those run by? Like 12 Gs? 20 Gs now?
1: 12 or 20? a size 12 used pair, like has been put on. They were talking to me because I saw him on a guy's Instagram and I go, just for (laughs) curiosity.
0: You got those McFlies in there. He said,
1: size 12, serious inquiries only. And I go, just to make me laugh, what what are we talking? And he said, 12 grand financing available. I'm like, do I really need automobile like transportation (laughs) or
0: should I just get get the hoverboard? (laughs) I
1: got the shoes now. I just need the hoverboard. to Yeah, exactly. So it's totally
0: worth dropping 12 G's
1: on. No, I would never spend that much money on a pair. Those are don't get me wrong. Those are the one of the biggest staples. If I could ever get a pair of those, it would be really cool. But again, I hold myself back a ton of time. There's I wish. I mean, the grocery list of shoes I want is endless. And. It all comes at the right place, right time for me. It has to be. It's an investment for me. Every pair I have, I treat it as an investment. I look at it and I go. And to be honest with you, I'm a. I would say. Over the past year, so I've been collecting sneakers pretty heavily now for probably two or three. It's it kind of goes hand in hand with this DJ game because yeah, it's dude. half of the. Big time. Too. The image, bro. Yep. Image is a yep. big deal, especially. In the- um, I would say in the past year, I've paid actual cash money. For only I've caught maybe like eleven pairs, twelve pairs this year, like a pair a month. Yeah. Minimum. Um I've maybe paid that's a healthy habit right there. (laughs) I've maybe paid cash um three or three maybe max four times. Yeah. I'm mostly taking something, knowing the value of it, and giving it to someone that I think values it more and gives me a better value for that item just so I can obtain something that's worth more big time. So I'll take a t-shirt. I paid 200 bucks for, I'm sorry, a,
0: back up. Did you just say, yes, I did.
1: $200. This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> if Every time I mention a price tag, I like yes, Dude. a t-shirt, but I didn't wear it. It had the tag. <laughs> so you bought a $200. It t-shirt? sat in my closet for the reason, because this is what happens. I bought a t-shirt for $200 and I knew that that t-shirt would go up in value. I sat on it for six months. I put it in a plastic wrapper. It sat in the back of my closet. Jeez. Self-control, um, dude. Well, I don't buy it. Majority of what I do, if I plan on keeping it as an investment, I don't buy it in my size. Cause yeah. that, that there are those moments you just want to look good. And you're just like, man,
0: I could I could wear that just one time. What do you get like sh-mediums? mediums? Mediums. I feel like those not,
1: like shoe size. Shoe size is easy. Yeah, I get like nine. Yeah, I feel like, like the mediums
0: go big in that market. You know what I'm saying? Mediums and then like X L. Oh, sm- because, because... uh because
1: a huge thing of the hypebeast market is uh, overseas. Yeah, it is super hard to get that you know hip hoppy, you know supreme off white like all that kind of thing overseas. So yeah. Japanese people, you know and. Uh, europeans and everything like japan is a huge market for all this yeah uh big time and they all wear mediums and nines eight sevens you know yeah. that's the majority why the uh sneaker game is m- the most expensive pairs are like i think you know six seven through yeah a lot ten. of small sizes i always see that the am lucky like, because the size 12 is right at that point where it's like not a it lot just, of people. It just dropped off the value. Yeah. You know, 11 and down is where. The I feel like
0: nine and a half and tens are where where you want it to be at if you're a guy. Like, that's where I feel like those sell hard.
1: They do. But there there is something with the half sizing. Like, yeah. yes, it's more rare. You're not going to have many pairs made because they're not going to make as many pairs in a half size because not many people want half sizes. True. But yes, it is a rare thing. But it's so much harder to sell because no one's going into a place like, I want a nine and a half.
0: Why? Why do they not want a half?
1: There's just not not (laughs) as many people. Like, it just doesn't, like, I don't know. Like, can I fit an 11 and a half? Yes. But if they got a size 12 there, I'd rather just get a 12. Well, that's because you are a 12. (laughs) I get that. But at the same time, you know... (sighs) It's tough because it's like if, if you are a 10, I feel like it, people have either decided I'm a size 9 or I'm a size 10. Yes. And sometimes if it's a good deal or something, like don't get me wrong. I have looked at a pair of Jordans and go, you know, I like this pair. I like the price, um, but it's an 11.5 instead of a 12. Right. I might just go for it still because it is a good deal for the time and everything right. like that. But I always have had this... It's just going to be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you feel me? Like it's either feel, too big, like unless you're a true 11 like shoes, and a half. Shoes being too
0: big like. or worse than shoes. If you're being a half size small.
1: true and like that is what you wear every day, money. But I feel like the half sizes were invented for the people who essentially like when they're growing up and stuff like that, you know, they go from, you know, they don't know if they're a size 10 or 11 yet so they can rock a 10 and a half or you know, tens are a little tight, you know, when we're growing shoe sizes. Once you are older and you know your shoe size, if you are a half-size true, like you only wear 11 and a half, 11 and a half, that's all your own, you can find some good value. Like, because there's just not as many people... It it doesn't move as quickly, for sure. So... Well, there
0: you go, kids. You can always become sneakerheads. <laughs> Follow your dreams or just start buying you sneakers.
1: Know. No, I, 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 and I tell everyone, I think... Um, you know, a lot of people look at the uh, hypey stuff and sneakers and everything like that. And they, uh, they think, Oh, it's way too expensive. It's out of my, uh, you know, finances. And, you know, I, I I would never spend that much on something. And I, I, I tell them treat it as, you know, a good thing. Cause if you buy something at the mall that within the year, it's going to be worth nothing, right? That's a bad investment. If you spend a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes and within a year, they're not even worth anything you're throwing them in the trash or you're just giving them away or something like that um they're not worth anything to you uh that's a waste of a hundred dollars you can find a pair of jordans that are a hundred dollars and if you just you know do the due diligence of taking care of this you can still sell it for 80 bucks and you only spent 20 bucks for a pair of shoes that is cool yeah that is really true you know what i'm saying yeah like that's that's the whole thing behind me is i i've kind of like blown it up obviously right but that's my whole method behind all, all this is how much is it really gonna put me out of pocket that if i really do need to over the time i've owned this shoe and used it how much have i really spent out of pocket for this product big time so i advise everyone to Go for your dreams when it comes to sneakers. <laughs> yeah, follow like that. that, dude. Always have a yeah. fresh
0: pair on you. Well, yeah. yeah, dude. Hopefully, I mean, you can definitely get me a, a hookup because I, I, co- I need to cop some I sneakers real soon, you. boys. Real, I real soon. You. Um, So, I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground within this past hour. I mean, we've talked about. We have. We <laughs> have. I feel like it's gone by so fast, hasn't it? It. Yeah, it doesn't sure. even feel like it's been an hour.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been a good episode, Yeah, I feel so far. Yeah, I'm um, definitely digging that. Definitely a lot of information gone gone through. Yeah, and
0: dude. Do you have anything? Do you want to ask any, ask anything? I mean, like, dude, I've been waiting to get you on this show for like. a I know. Minute, I've bro. I've
1: been talking. I've you know. I've been telling <laughs> you, um, that you know. I've been telling. I support this all the <laughs> yeah, way, Yeah, dude. And that's super uh, sick.
0: I'm really glad that like, I think it's we're doing we're doing pretty good so heck far. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, I
1: believe in anything you do yourself. I mean, do your freaking passions. Yeah, dude. Super so, sick. Yeah, it's this is all. I mean. I'm I'm super proud of you and you know, shout out to you and what you do. You know, you <laughs> yeah, boosted bro. me. I'm a boost. Yeah, uh, you, you bro. Know? Yeah, that's big facts. I that's, appreciate that's, that's that. That's dope. Um, you're doing what you want to do, and uh, it's it's taking. Uh, granted, it's taking shape. It it, it took is. time,
0: but it's taking shape. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, it is. Like people. Uh,
1: but I let's get. Know. You know, one of the main things I love about podcasts is the relatable content. We could all definitely get into some. Uh, I know I've been informing a lot of people, but you know, talked about like I'm not going to use this as a specific example we can talk about, but like the participation trophies. Yeah, and, dude. You know, just the general thoughts and yeah. stuff. it. just more stuff like that. I guess people.
0: It's hard to have.
1: You're going to sink right back into participation <laughs> trophies, aren't you?
0: No, it's it's it was it's was more of trying to see other people's opinion about that stuff and that's the beautiful
1: thing about this too yeah like
0: when i first put out the show so like obviously my my thing is i don't want to offend anybody or do anything like it's this is really just me talking And that one episode i did by myself so it was just me you know what i'm saying like it wasn't anybody fancy it wasn't anybody doing this and that uh or saying anything crazy it was just me speaking my mind and um People were actually kind of like, what do you think's so wrong with giving a kid a participation medal? Or like, what's the point of this and that? And I was like, I get why some of you don't agree. Mm -hmm. I was like, but why are you trying to fight it so hard? Like, what are you really fighting for? And it was just like crazy. I was getting so much negative feedback and people were acting like I just punched their
2: baby in the face. Yeah. Like, like some negative feedback People People went out of their way to, to,
0: yeah, they, they stopped and they listened to the show, which I was like, Hey man, I appreciate you listening to the show. And I was like, but what? Mm. And I was like, let's really talk about it. And that was the thing I was telling people, I was like, let's, I think I only had one conversation with somebody about it. They, and, they came to me with a valid, very calm response okay. about this and that. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Here's why I said it. Here's what I think. And they mm-hmm. were like, you know what? I can respect that, but don't you think this and this and this? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I can agree with that. And it was just muti- – it, it was – like this is a conversational I'm gonna, thing. I'm gonna and am have people, two responses to this. Yeah, to go this for thing.
1: it. Two responses. I'm going to have the professional response <laughs> and then what I actually think. Yeah. Uh, what I actually think is the people who are bitching about um, – participation trophies were the kids who wish they got a participation trophy because they didn't win the first thing in the first place.
0: That's right. And they they wish
1: they got, you know, praise for showing up to practice every day and doing the due diligence of doing something. Yes. You were not the best at it and do this, but yeah. I believe I deserve something. And yes, at a certain age, I think you discussed this when you talked about the subject as well. At a certain age, there is, I Believe that there is that drive. when they're super young and they're just learning the sport, yeah. It's learning like the it. fundamentals and stuff like that. Like, yes, praise them of just like the little or you know, you, you do it, you, you don't did praise, them.
0: yeah. You'd be like, oh wow, you're so good, dude. This, you know, what you tell you know, young kids,
1: but uh, praise them on their effort, not necessarily their achievement, initial, achievement, if, achievement. If, there no af- achievement. if there was no achievement, yes. Yeah. Um. I say yes. That was my real response. I don't think they ever got first place, <laughs> and they're like, "Man, don't take this away from us," you know, like yeah. the little people. But at the same time, too, it does go back to, um, I think people get a very misguided message of it all because I think they think that we're trying to hurt people's feelings.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's you know? not hurting someone's feeling. It's feelings. It's building someone's character.
1: I think it just in our world of, you know, a lot of the things around us are a big facade.
0: Yeah, it's a big kind of like it's just, we're doing something and it's causing people to not work as hard. And that's the...
1: I think it's it's keeping the, uh, you know, it's keeping things the way it should be in a world of telling people a lot of fake stuff. I mean, in the yeah, media... You know, even w- if you want to relate this to music careers, a lot of what it seems like on the outside is not what it is. Very true. Very true. So, um, you know, telling these kids, you know, you're you're fantastic. You're you know, you deserve <laughs> X, Y, and Z because <laughs> you, you showed. When you don't, and yes, it is sad, but I can't tell you. I mean, even the motivation I have later on in life through like ups and downs and trials and tribulations that you go through as an adult you have to dig deep and there were those moments when you were a kid in middle school football I meant like man I'm the worst kid on the team where I'm third string (laughs) and you have to decide am I going to be that worst player or am I going to work hard and you know not you know, not maybe be third. I'm gonna go be second stringer, you know, push something, yeah. push the boundary, you know, you
0: can either ride the wave or, exactly. or you know, like, are you just going to like sit on the bus? Are you, you know, to you know, like, what are you really going to do? It takes
1: those moments just like, you know, it takes losing the championship game for you to have the fire to want to do more than yeah. enough next year to win. It takes those lessons to be learned. And yeah. Yeah. It, and that was a, that was a very big downfall for a lot of people. And, Keep in mind,
0: like I said, yeah. I'm never on this show to offend somebody or hurt no. somebody's feelings. It was just very strange to see that because, you know, and I asked a few people who who voted no. They were like, oh, no, they voted yes, we should keep participation. Trophies. Okay. Just, you know, I just, hey, saw you voted. Just wanted to get some more, like, stuff for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think no so? Feedback. And, uh, you know, just some people were just so, like oh, you know, you got to raise their spirits and keep them, keep them happy, this and that. I was like, man, you're just taking the
1: fire right out of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's – like I said, it all comes with age. I mean, you can't – I mean, at, at the end of it all, it, it, I mean, it comes to the root of the sports too. Like, there's not one professional league that celebrates second place. No. There's no the, – I mean, the, the there's The Super Bowl no, champions, ones, ones, ones that, there playing is a in the loser confetti. and there is a yeah. winner. You know, yeah. there is two separate things. And that's the thing is you can't change that. I mean, how long are we going to protect people? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to wait to the first time they experience a loss? Be high school? You know, yeah. middle school? Like, you know, wh- where do we draw the line? I mean, I do believe – when they're very like when they're just running around and playing like you you attend like if you've ever attended a y- like a young kid oh have you seen the t-ball game exactly they're they have no idea what they're doing exactly <laughs> they're just having you know they're, they're having fun yeah they're having fun at that point no you do not <laughs> have to explain to the four-year-old boy yeah you are not good <laughs> you lost yeah, you know, you don't have to do that. That to point, them. you're just keeping them. Say baseball's and... fun, right? Yeah, yeah. its fun. <laughs> yeah, capri Suns, hell yeah, <laughs> have a blast. Yeah, but you know, when the kid is old enough, and and it goes in. I mean, and I will say this: I'd be very interested to see the people who said yes, we should have participation trophies that actually um, competed in sports at yeah. a decent age, Definitely. because. I know at least at some point if you were decent at one sport, you understood that there's different levels of competition.
0: Yeah, big time. You I mean, know what I'm
1: saying? The clubs, uh the uh you know, you got the club sports teams, you got like the different levels. Yeah, you
0: got like AAU, exactly. sixth graders that are like exactly. windmill dunking and stuff. You're shoot. learning
1: that these guys are the best, these guys aren't as good. And then there's us who are straight track. Exactly. Like, you know you're not as good as them, so yeah. you participate in the D League or you participate in that. Yeah. Um, and there were always those teams that the team knew that, you know, if we competed and pushed the boundary of our team, we may end up fifth place in the top bracket, but we want to win the championship every year to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. So we participated in this league when we shouldn't have. And those, I mean, there's plenty of that going around nowadays too, but it's, it is that false sense of reality. And one of the, one of the best things I ever learned too was at a very young age, I think I got funny story. I got kicked out of the local football league. (laughs) Yes. Kicked out. Not, not like, Hey, you're good enough to go play at a different football league. Maybe you should see what's out there. I got kicked out. (laughs) Yeah. I got, um, I was too aggressive.
0: You are just bodying kids? Um,
1: essentially, I mean, I grew up playing quarterback. Yeah. My dad played quarterback growing up, so he taught me it. He was teaching me football before I learned <laughs> baseball, bro. Like, he was have I. my dad bought me a football helmet and pads and a tackling dummy, I think, while I was still in first grade. <laughs> so, it was like yeah. he was teaching me football fundamentals since I grew up, and he taught me to be a quarterback. But – I was just a root, like the stereotypical, you know, quarterback nowadays. And you got, don't hurt the quarterback. They're treated like punters now. Yeah, big um, time. I it's used to get in of trouble. It's funny
0: how, like, it's kind of switched. Like, now I see more punters getting rocked than quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've seen
1: some kickers lay it lick on some <laughs> yeah, people, dude. you know, like yeah. they're, they're, you know, they can hit. Um, but the quarterbacks have been, you know, kind of like the don't mess with me kind of position. I mean, of course, you got the the, the guys who are not afraid to lower their shoulders. Oh, yeah. I've a seen aggressive. a few good quarterbacks get yeah. after it. Yeah. But um, I was one of those kids. I was the kid who... Uh, you wanted... Con- like you I, run towards I people. loved it because people would not expect me to do it. I would hand the ball off and the one kid who was not paying attention <laughs> thing the quarterback would not just run up to me and hit me as hard as he can. <laughs> Um, I did that. Yeah. And you were just I always trying to find somebody to always, fucking lay out. Always. Um, I would, I would just wait for the referees to be focused on that part of the field. And <laughs> yeah, I used to be, would take you out. See, cause
0: like I played football in mm-hmm. middle school and like a little bit of junior high, but like, I was never great, but I was like, you know, like I'm going to get, you know, I'm, if I'm playing the sport, you know, coach always says go to the whistle, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, every play's live, like <laughs> every play's it is. live until I People hear. People didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it does. You know. it's not that I have to, I was like, if you're on the opposing team, I'm on offense, I have to block you. So if I ear hole you. Should have gotten out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No, <laughs> and, it's, like,
1: it, you have to – I mean, yeah. essentially, stuff, you – you and that's what it is. Uh, football was a very interesting sport, especially when a lot of – that's why a lot of people don't make it past high school is because not necessarily um, – because you're starting to see it more and more today. Um, the – People who go farther in the sports now rather than just their physical attributes are the people who understand the game better. Yeah. You can go that to any sport, really. Um, Physical attributes definitely help, but... Knowing the game is... You have to know... You got to have the leg up, you know what I'm saying? In high school, you had to have your head on a swivel everywhere you went. Big time. Because there were schools and people that taught... T- you you look for that kid who's not paying attention and yeah. you go hurt him.
0: Oh dude, I've been told I've been told by some coaches exactly. and stuff where they're like, hey, like I learned they, that yeah, in 5th grade. Yeah, they'll they'll like, grab you by the face mask, they like they'll watch like a few plays will go on, then they'll bring you over to the sideline. They're like, "Hey, um number 28, he looks pretty small and he's always looking to your blind spot when he's not looking. I want you to yeah, just well, we, lay him out well, and we I'm going like, run the
1: ball to the right go hit him. yeah like hit (laughs) him,
0: hit him as hard as you possibly can and then like they would they would do like kickoff and then they would be like hey they'd you know tell me they'd be like switch sides and just lay this kid out and i'm like dude like (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm like (sighs) like it's very like oh yeah like in the moment you're like oh hell yeah like sweet let's just go knock that like i'm in middle school playing football and all i'm playing is kickoff obviously i want to hit somebody like let's go like i'll do it yeah but thinking back you're like damn my coach really wanted me to hurt him like
1: yeah, no, I mean, it's... I mean, we're going back... You can relate this back to the... It's just a different... I mean, they're not going to teach that in the participation trophy leagues. Oh, definitely not. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to pursue, you know, the aggressive side of the sport, you know, um, all of that, and um, more of the participation trophy kind of environments. Um, but the ones that, you know, I think I... I think it was fifth grade was the first year i spent i played in a league that actually was texas statewide so we were playing my team was based out of uh, dallas oh yeah um we had like two teams based out of dallas but we were playing games in san antonio oh were Houston. you like on one of those football select. teams that
0: had yeah the select dude i remember like yep being we played being Dogg's
1: team in california
0: yeah dude being young and being on a select football team or, like, a select like soccer team, that was, like, being in when the When you profession- missed school
1: yeah. for sports at a young age, yeah. you were that cool. Yeah, you, dude. You were,
0: that, you were cool. That was, like, yep. that's what everyone wanted to be. They're, like, oh, yeah, I'm going select. Like, And then you'd see people, they're, like, yeah, he's select, but only because his dad pays for it. Yeah, th- <laughs> like,
1: I was that kid that would be, like, yeah, he plays select, but <laughs> yeah. his team's 0-7. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: and um, yeah. I remember... I mean, I used to play, I didn't really know sports like that. Like, I was never good at, like, sports that more contact. Like, I was decent yeah. at wrestling. But, like, I played indoor volleyball in a men's league. Yes, you did. Yeah, and, like, that was when mm-hmm. I first experienced the uh, the select, I guess. Because I started sp- off on, like, literally I started off on a church team. It was a church team. This mm-hmm. The lady who ran yep. it. Uh, I mean, what a a great woman. She's I mean, she changed my life forever. Yeah. But she picked us up and she was like, Hey, like you guys wanna we were we did a fundraiser. Okay. We did a fundraiser and we played volleyball. Okay. And uh it was me and my buddy Zach. And we were doing I mean, we were young, so we were jumping yeah. high, yeah. we were hype, we were, you know, like woo, like fuck yeah, volleyball. Yeah. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. And this lady, you know, she came up, she said, Hey, do you guys want to play men's volleyball? And I was like, yeah, that's oh, you know, oh, what am I gonna have to do? Wear spandex? Blah blah. How, like, how
1: old was this lady? Uh, she was in like. Because I'm low key thinking of like a Family Guy <laughs> episode. Is like, hey, you don't want to play some <laughs> men's volleyball? No, nah,
0: yeah, she was. I mean, short shorts. Yeah, she was. <laughs> but she didn't look like threatening. I was like, oh, like whatever. That's like, what. That's what they
2: <laughs> always start as, Kevin. Yeah. Right. So
0: I was like, uh, <laughs> but anyway, sorry, yeah. I just ruined that story for you. But no, 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 no. So I was like, yeah, like i'll try it out like whatever like you know and my buddy zach was like oh you know i'm good like whatever and i was kind of like you know what i'll see what's up with it like it's about yeah yeah. i think and i was like whatever you know like doesn't really fucking matter Mm -hmm. um and then she's like yeah okay we're having practice at this church and i was like what the i was like okay we practice at a church and the the team was church-based and everything and Uh um we show up and there's like the most Joe Schmo team, bro. Like it is like, yeah. like it was like dudes. I mean, and I was like, what? I mean, it didn't matter because I wasn't an athlete either. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was just a regular fucking guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I didn't know how but to play you the sport either. could at least tell. Yeah. You know, I, was, I mean, I, and we started practicing and she taught me how to hit, like yeah. how to actually spike a ball. Yeah. And I was like, when I did it, bro, and I was like putting it down, I was like, fuck. I was like. This was the first time I've ever been good at something. The first time I've had a coach be like, good, like, this is good. You know, I've never, like, a coach has never told me that. Yeah. But, yeah, and then, like, I got picked up. uh, We played a tournament in Oklahoma. And, uh, I mean, at that point in time, because, like, the other guys who played on the volleyball team, like I said, we were all just regular Joes or whatever. Yes. But, like, I was the only one who had ever played a sport. All the other ones... Uh, one was really good at academics. Um, some of them were just like, one of them was the coach's uh, son. So yes. she was like, he's like, I'm just kind of playing because my mom yeah. wants me to. And he was pretty good, yeah. but he was like, he's like, I'm in band. He's like, I'm not actually an athlete or anything. He's like, so
1: I was, you know, there are those teams that you have different walks of life. Yeah, I and she on was those, like, yeah,
0: and she was like, all right, hey, you're gonna have to be like the captain and stuff. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And I like. Led the, you know, we did our thing, and we played this one team in Oklahoma, and, I mean, we smoked the fucking shit out of them, dude. Okay. Like, we smoked yep. them, like, bad. And, um, uh, you know, like, I just remember being on the sidelines, and my coach is coming up, and he's, he's like, hey, someone needs to talk to you. I was like, okay, like, who is it, you know? This big-ass dude comes up, and uh, this really short guy, uh, short Asian guy, dude, Coach Rue, dude, awesome guy. He comes up right next to him, too. And he's like, what's up? Uh, You're Kevin and you're so-and-so. And And they're like, we're just like, yep, that's us. And he's like, all right, my team, you know, we we want you guys. We've been talking to your parents. Uh, We want to give you, like, you know, a spot on our team. Like, And I was like, yo, is this, like, for real? I was like, what the hell is this? And then it was, like, straight-up club volleyball, like a a good club that traveled and went to tournaments Mm -hmm. and had titles. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And when I showed up, the talent was insane, dude. People who are, oh yeah, dudes who are five yep. ten, you know, five eight, five nine, five ten, grabbing rim,
1: dunking basketballs, and you're yep. like, what um, in the world? And they're here to play volleyball. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I've definitely, I, I, experienced that both, um, two different ways. I got into it. Um, I got into it with uh, football and baseball. Yeah, uh, football. Uh, I got kicked out of the league. Yeah, obviously <laughs> at a young age. Um, I think it was after my fourth grade going into fifth grade season i got kicked out of the local plano football league um, oh the pfl <laughs> oh it was psa oh you got kicked yes. out of psa Plano sports association Damn, bro
0: you had to be a bad kid to get you Ooh. know i went to, I used to go to psa summer camps dude
1: i think i got kicked out of that too damn them shits were crazy yeah. bro um because i i always wanted to play tackle football not too <laughs> i was that kid um but essentially no um i was playing baseball I wasn't playing at the club level yet. I was always just, like, the best kid on the team at that young age. Yeah, you were,
0: Um, were, like, one of the fast kids. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, it always comes out like that.
1: (laughs) When you play in the local, like, not everybody takes – you always have those – decent amount of the kids on the team that are just playing the sport to play the sport. They don't actually want to do this for the rest of their life or they're not going to pursue it in high school or middle school or whatever. They were just like, exactly. Their parents put them into it It as a sport they enjoyed doing to get out of the house or something. When you play in the community leagues, you do experience that. Um, Football. um, I just remember my dad uh, told me, you know, you're going to go to this football practice. I said, okay, so I'm on a new team. He goes, no, You're just going to go to this football practice, and if they like you, then maybe... I'm like, what do you mean? Like, is this my football team, or is this not my football team? He goes, no, this is called a tryout. (laughs) Your your dad
0: was (laughs) making you try
1: out. Well, no, he put me in this... They had open tryouts, uh, and they decided if you were good enough or not to make this fifth-grade football team that represented Dallas, Texas. And I showed up, and I was a quarterback... And they put us through an NFL-style combine workout, like 40-yard dashes, (laughs) tackling drills, like everything. And you did everything. And the coach came up and said, "Um, I like your son. Uh, By the way, I was relatively, you know, decent-sized in the PSA League. You know, I was able to, you know, hit some people. But I wasn't the biggest kid. Um, But when I went to the Texas Select League, I played in the TSFL. It was Texas Select Football League. When I went to that league, I was the smallest kid on the team by far. Isn't that scary? When you um, think you're
0: super good and you get moved up a level and everyone's totally bigger than you. <laughs> yes,
1: and that's like the scary. If you know anything, if you're from the Dallas area, um, the the team was solely built of people from Mesquite, Cedar Hill, and DeSoto. Yeah,
0: studs. So studs. Obviously,
1: you know that those high schools are amazing. Yeah, you know, and I. They just have natural talent pumping through them, and
0: yeah, dude, they've always been a train wreck in everything, every sport they play.
1: And and the crazy part is, you know, uh, so that team eventually led to me to another team that was even better. But um, essentially, that team I play, I was the smallest kid. Most, but at that moment, my dad said, you know, they offered me a position. They said, uh, I was small. I think I was, I can't tell my exact height in fifth grade, but I just remember that there was kids were it was a fifth sixth grade team there were six foot tall kids on this team that's terrifying most of the linemen were six foot tall as big as my dad <laughs> and um, they said we think you're a good quarterback you know you're good but you can't see over the linemen <laughs> And it's true. Like in it, they were completely right. They said you you can throw a football and everything, but you're just you. It doesn't yeah. make sense. We have some of the biggest linemen in the league. We love that fact. Yeah. We we're not going to. You're put not going to downgrade exactly. Yeah. So they put me at they might they put me at wide receiver and uh, DB. Yeah. And uh, my dad told me he said you can either go pl- find another local league to that play you can QB. play quarterback because those kids won't be as big, or you can play in this very tough football league yeah that's where real every football. kid will be bigger than you and everything i go well am i gonna have to play against these kids like <laughs> when i go to high school and my dad goes yeah like they're not just gonna go away <laughs> yeah they're gonna be there and they're, they're gonna, going to be there <laughs> they're gonna be bigger <laughs> and they're gonna be bigger and stronger and i'm like well i might as well learn how to play with these kids now yeah of course and that's what and, you need to do and it eventually led to when I was in middle school, I changed teams to a team called the Allen Wild Dogs. And if anyone who follows my social media, because <laughs> I, will boast, I will boost this uh, uh, podcast on that social media, yeah. on my social media. Um, and I do have fo- some of my former teammates from that team. We're called the Allen Wild Dogs.
0: I've heard of you guys. I know who you guys are.
1: You've heard of us. Yeah,
0: I've heard of the Wild Dogs. You have dude, an alumni, like... man. Yeah, dude, you guys are.
1: Uh, essentially, the majority of that team was made of i would say 90 percent of it was made from the core group of the allen eagles team that won three state championships in a row uh i think i think both are starting offense and starting defense i would say i don't really know a kid off of that team who didn't go to college for football except me (laughs) and (laughs) i'm I'm not kidding yeah it's uh kid you obviously know so so jamambo played yeah. on that football team yeah big deal exactly yeah. um i mean i know t- i think i know two or three kids from that team that are in the nfl yeah so it's like i eventually got to up to that point to where i was playing my teammates were kids who were at allen high school yeah. and i would come to my local middle school practices and i was good at mi- i mean i got offered to play i think yeah i was i was getting offered or not offered obviously but you know talk to of playing junior varsity as an incoming freshman football but obviously baseball was a bigger priority to me and i went down that road and i'd bigger my dad basically explained to me you have the potential to play college baseball Baseball, yeah and that's a big deal coming into high school that was kind of a known thing yeah so he said you know you're not going to go d1 in football you can go d1 in baseball
0: and that was a smart decision
1: yes i do wish sometimes i go back and i think it would have been cool to been a varsity level football player those Friday yeah. Night Lights in Texas. I, yeah, you know, of course. But I mean, those awesome.
0: baseball games of slapping them over the freaking Oh, ball, yeah. You I
1: know? mean, essentially, yes. And the crazy part is, is you know, this is bad, but the year I really kind of really put football away, the kid who replaced me tore his ACL that next Damn, year. Damn, that would have been your season, bro. <laughs> that would have been potentially my whole career, nah, bro. As a would've... baseball player, because I, oh, I yeah. eventually went to play college. You know, Yeah, I don't never... think. I mean, yeah, you never know. Yeah, but I true. mean, I did play catcher, so I was bending my knees all the time. So... Yeah, true. But I'll say this.
2: It
0: that's was, another thing bro the fact that you you were playing catcher and you're fucking sitting like that, that oh shit, yeah the hell is i that don't i function? can't feel
1: my left knee but that's a that's a different <laughs> thing um but uh essentially i knew it was it was so stupid um because when i was going up as a kid i was going to practice with these kids and i would have the homies that i went to school with that played in the local leagues yeah they're like yeah bro we're the best i'm like you have you met my friend <laughs> no like, like bro these guy- <laughs> kids live like 30 minutes down that way you know the outlet mall down there yeah there's a football team out there that could beat our high school team <laughs> like you don't understand they're like nah, you're lying you're lying it's like and bro oh, trust me i've seen it <laughs> then all of these kids all of a sudden while we're in high school go these allen player. i'm like you that's them like <laughs> exactly and i was like you you didn't listen to me
0: yeah the super powerhouse from allen exactly shout out to kyler murray yeah, I was, saw him once at A and M. It was just... I used to
1: run routes for him, <laughs> dude, because I knew because I knew uh, majority of the players on that Allen Eagles yeah. team. They linked me in to where later on in life <laughs> I you know met Kyler a couple times and uh,
0: yeah that dude that dude's actually super cool. I saw him outside chill. of A and after a a game mm-hmm. and we were I was walking outside of a bar and he was walking and I was like wait a second he stopped I was like aren't you Kyler Murray and he was like yeah why and I was like no reason <laughs> and i just walked away and i was like i just watched you play on the state like on the field you know what i'm saying yeah he really like even though the d- dude's stocky mm-hmm. but he is actually a lot smaller in person i mean small build but i mean yeah dude's showing out i can't, can't uh, you know a lot of people were like oh his height's gonna be a problem still showing
1: out in the nfl you know yeah. what I'm saying? i mean the that, that's the crappiest thing about all this is and i i faced it as well going through sports and stuff like that is uh you just can't change height. Oh no, you'll you, never you, be able you, to change it. You can't height. change height and you can only can change how, you know, how good of a player you are around that one attribute of yourself and uh you know how athletic you are and speed and everything like that. And I will say this for what he lacks in height, he makes up for it in just his elusiveness and speed. Yeah, and just I've showing never out seen a quick, just and his understanding for the game as well. He he's. I mean, obviously, his dad was a uh, massive football player for A and M as well. He was a you know star quarterback for A and M, and then he's. Uh, his dad's actually one of the. I think probably the top quarterback coach in the state. Oh yeah. For you know up and coming guys, um, if not one of the best in the nation, um, but you know you 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 see his career and everything like, and it's it's you can definitely tell that this kid. Um, soaked up everything from his dad and everything like that to where Big he time. understands the game well enough to where yeah. what he lacks in certain things. Oh yeah. He makes up for just, you know, his sense of like knowing what's happening next and yeah. how to avoid and, certain situations. And
0: we've both met his father. Oh yeah, His father he does is a not very... play around, dude. Yeah. Cause he's uh, about, he's about playing if that you, role.
1: If I mean, some of these people are local and do know who we're talking about and yeah. listen to the show. But if you never, um, his dad is very hard to miss. Yeah, big time. Um not in a bad way, but you definitely know he's like he definitely He's about is, his business oh, yeah. big time. So
0: oh, I can yeah. definitely see where that hard work comes from. Even yes. like like one of my buddies used to get lessons from him uh, to play quarterback. Yep. And like I would show up to either just like cuz I wasn't fast, I would just snap the ball and sometimes run routes and like if I was snapping the ball wrong, he'd flip and he'd be like, "You fucking make sure you're getting these snaps right cuz this kid needs to be trained to be a goddamn good oh, quarterback." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, yes sir. Hey, yeah. say less, no, man." He, like, he, but but it wasn't like an offensive like, "Hey, you little shit." Like, he was, you know, he's like, "Hey, this is business." He's he like, was a
1: non-participation trophy <laughs> coach. Yeah, definitely. There we go. He would rip
0: that shit off his neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh, no, man. he's
1: he it's um you know, he definitely soaked up what was around him, definitely when it comes to uh, people to learn from and no having it but that, I mean, you go, we can relate this to a participation trophy moment. When you have people around you that are willing to push those barriers with you and push you and kind of whip you into shape and stuff like that, look how far you can go with it. You know, you're talking about a kid who's a up against all odds, you know, build wise. But he's at the big time. premier level of a sport because he decided to say, you know what? I, I'm not going to be a receiver.
0: Right. I'm not going to convert to running back or something crazy like he's, that.
1: I'm sure that his dad instilled in him, you're oh, going to yeah. be up against a big fight, but that doesn't mean you back down. Of course. You know? You better, big time. You know, and look at him now. Exactly. Number one draft pick, Heisman trophy. Exactly. I, I, I do. That's what I'm saying. Is like I do think – Uh, to my origin point of all this i believe that the people that don't believe in participation trophies didn't really break that base level of a sport yeah big time if you if you ever pushed the boundary into upper levels and knew what it was like to really you know break it to where you're trying to reach to the top uh i guess like the highest performance of that level of sport at the time, like the travel teams or whatever, when you're trying to break that barrier to be the best at that sport for your age group or whatever, or in the yeah. local area or everything like that, um, you do face fierce competition that you may think you deserve a trophy, but Timmy over there thinks you don't. Yeah, <laughs> And that's what they think. And that's why and they're going to beat you. Yeah.
0: And Timmy, cause Timmy and wants t- it a little bit more.
1: Until you think th- the way that Timmy does, you're never going to, break that yeah never because that yeah. never and timmy ever. timmy
0: gonna get what's rightfully his exactly. you know
1: what that's the thing is you have to instill that you know you got to want it more attitude exactly yeah you got to
0: yeah well i feel like we man we've been going for a very long time i know now, so i think we're gonna wrap it up there um one thing i always Just like good life t- lessons <laughs> on this one <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. One thing I always like to mention at the end of the show is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Uh press 1 for Veterans Crisis Line. That's for uh pretty much anybody. Uh you know, it's not an automated message. They're real people. They're not robots. They're there to help you. Real people to help you with real problems. So always reach out, but uh that once again it's 1-800-273-8255. Uh before you even reach out to the phone, make sure you pick up your phone and or, you know, walk down somewhere, see a friend, family member, talk to somebody because I mean there's billions of people on this earth and I guarantee you at least one of them's willing to listen. So, uh please make sure you do that. Also, if you want to talk to me, you can find me on social media at Kevin Ray That's Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. You can find the uh show online at Instagram at Side Conversations Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Side Convo. Hit us up on Patreon. Give us some stuff, some questions. Ask anything you want at patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, Jackson, where can they find you?
1: Um, I'm both on Twitter and Instagram. Mostly Instagram because Twitter... Uh, I broke the rules of Twitter. They don't like <laughs> me DJing. I got copyrighted. Um, so I'm kind of lacking on that aspect. But uh, both of them are... Uh, prof underscore music. So P R O P H underscore music. Uh, so I'm mostly active on Instagram. Love to hear from people who love my mixes. Yeah, dude. Everything. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to. I have been keeping pretty steadily with the uh, social media but i'm definitely going to start branching out into uh, definitely asking people you know what kind of music do you want me to make a video of for sure you know kind of yeah. see what songs it's to where it's like i can't have that personally you know i want to see what he can do with this my favorite yeah. song or i'd whatever. love to send you a list but uh, <laughs> low key but i can kind of announce it is uh very soon if you follow me on social media because i've had a huge outreach for it um i think you've even let me know I'm going to start creating um, playlists on Spotify and Apple yeah, Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just multi-genre, you know, like a workout playlist or, you know, a hip-hop playlist Hell or yeah. where, to where you could follow it and it, it'll be updated weekly where it's Hell like yeah. you don't have to manage it just click the thing click shuffle and have fun yeah and let me take care of the business and oh uh, yeah dude that so that's the awesome. thing so that's that's another aspect i'm able to you know what kind of music do you all want to see on the playlist this week you know yeah, and, make sure they know, tell you file. i hope you guys yeah. are listening you better tell them what you want to hear because i want to hear something too no I, that's coming out very soon yeah, um definitely some more music and stuff coming on the way but you know any social interaction for sure is going to be uh Helping me out, for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure, man. Well, y'all get over there. Make sure you guys check him out. I mean, dope music. Dope guy. Once again, bro, thank you so oh, for much sure, for coming for sure. out on the show.
1: Won't be the last
0: time. Yeah, it won't we'll be the last yeah. time. You guys will hear from us soon. If yeah. you're listening one more time, so sorry for being away. I mean, life had just gotten the best of me. We were super busy, but you know what? We're back now. We're back Making to the weekly. Moves, yeah. Yeah, big Making big moves, though. big moves. Big moves. Big moves. Sure. We're back to the weekly updates. doesn't matter if it's going to be me or me and a guest. I'm going to make sure I talk to you guys. So. Remember, uh, always hit us back up. We'd love to talk. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.